Hello, and welcome to another episode of Myths and Stories, a Destiny 2 lore podcast. Uh, to this episode, we are continuing and most likely concluding the story of uh, the Iron Lord Fellwinter as part of our more overarching Bray Tech Rasputin Exo series. Uh, last time we went over kind of the origins of Lord Fellwinter uh, with his beginnings as Rasputin's Siddhartha Golem, uh, his resurrection at the hands of a ghost he uh, ends up naming Fell Spring, and the eventual, uh, I would say, change in management of Fellwinter's Peak. Uh, Leading up to, I like the wording of that. Yeah, leading up to becoming a true Iron Lord, and uh, that is about where we left off last time. The change in management. No, he, he didn't. He didn't murder a freaking warlord. <laughs> That's, ch- change in management sounds much more appealing. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm. I'm still under the impression that he's not truly an EXO. I know he's an EXO frame, but I. I don't. I don't know. To me, like an EXO has to be like a human consciousness uploaded into it. Uh, everyone looks at him and calls him an EXO, but I, I, I know he he came from an EXO pod that that Carl should have been watching, and he did not. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I, I don't know. He, he's he's a he's very. I, I don't I don't know how to describe Fellwinter in in like one word. Like I I can't think of like a. You know he's he's tactical or he's mathematic or he's calculated or what I don't know he's 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 all of these things. Yeah, like he he is definitely very calculating and and that's a little bit of that war mind in him. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's very calculating, but he's kind of decided on a purpose or or he's decided that his purpose is going to be not just running away from Rasputin, but also the the protection of humanity which is was Rasputin's original purpose in a lot of ways yeah yeah all right well uh let's go and kick this thing off uh yeah. and and before we do uh we we have to <laughs> we have to we have to say a prayer for myth sanity <laughs> so myth uses uh Ishtar collective uh, fantastic site, very well put together site. Yes, uh, for all of the the pulling all the lore entries and being able to to really get connected through different uh, um, uh, entries to be like, oh, I'm gonna click on this entry. These are this is like if you want to look up everything to do with Pratith, you just type in Pratith, and it brings up every entry that has to deal with Pratith, and it's really 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 well put together. Um, they <laughs> pulled an April Fools on us. On the entire Destiny community, and change the site into like a Windows ninety eight style <laughs> browser, and everything is super pixelated. And poor Myth. Oh man, he's he's spent the last hour <laughs> turning it all into text that he can read for tonight's episode. So yeah, a lot of copy and paste just poor- happened. Uh, Poor Miss Sanity <laughs> just went to shit. 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, I I I love I love sites that uh, I love communities and sites that that do April Fools. Uh, uh, back when I played World of Warcraft, I love their April Fools updates uh, of like patch notes. Uh, um, I I I think Destiny has done them too, or something like that. Like. Like one of the patch, I for some reason I'm remembering a patch note of like hunters seem fine, not getting any changes. Titans don't seem fine, are getting deleted. Like I don't, I don't <laughs> know. For some reason I'm remembering that, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just maybe that's my inner my inner monologue playing out. Yeah, um, yeah, I could believe that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So uh, so Felwinter, uh, Last, I, I think at the very end, uh, he had just uh, been in, in inducted. Yep. Um, and and he, killed killed Saiten, right? Uh, yeah. So he had met up with uh, Lord Timmer, found him in the Cosmodrome slash Plagueland area. I uh, it seems like Timmer already knew about Siva, and um, Felwinter was on on the look. Uh, looking for information about the colony building technology and lo and behold, it ended up being the same thing. So he followed Timur back to the Iron Lords who introduced him to Radagast who officially kind of inducted him into the Iron Lords alongside Saladin. Um, And uh, after becoming an Iron Lord, part of his role was to try and uh, recruit other warlords to become part of Iron Lord, uh, be part of the Iron Lords, uh, kind of assimilate their territory into this bigger Iron Lord nation, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, and so he went to Saiten, um, who he had had previous dealings with, and uh, offered him that once knowing what his response would be and uh took it upon himself to not allow Saiten to refuse a second time yeah the the iron lords and their their ideals um of how to uh govern uh cuz that's that's essentially what's happening here is is yeah. the iron lords are seeing the 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 destruction that a war the and and maybe maybe less the destruction but more of the the iron fist ruling of a of a warlord and seeing that it's not it's not helping humanity it's not it's not yeah they're protecting and i put that kind of in quotation marks but like they're still giant bullies and so yeah. This idea of like turn my turn turn the the big bad guy into a into an ally like we already know he has strength let's focus that strength and 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 make it useful um, that idea is it's 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 amazing and works in theory but as we saw with Saiten doesn't always <laughs> doesn't yeah. always pan out <laughs> and then the warlords get killed. So yeah, that's uh that's definitely a common thing uh that that happened with uh with a lot of the iron lords uh before the guardians uh were coined. Yeah. And I, I think it's worth pointing out the iron lords would go around and try and recruit a warlord. They did not dish out final deaths though. They they weren't supposed to do that. Fellwinter took it uh. upon himself to deal with Saiten in that way because 
he had experience with sight and he knew he was, you know, a giant piece of trash. And uh, he also knew that the other Iron Lords would have a lot more mercy for Saiten if uh, they had to come try to drive him out by force. And so he removed that as a, a necessity, essentially. Well, there you go. So Fellwinter, a little more hardline in his protection uh, than some of the other Iron Lords are. But, uh, but yeah. So... Fellwinter has has spent his time with the Iron Lords. I uh, has been going out on his own excursions for these recruitments, as well as still gathering information about this thing called Siva, and uh, has has been with them for uh, a little while. I, I think it's accurate to say a number of years. Uh, when we pick back up with a lore entry called Remembrance. And this was one of the web lores that was posted uh, on Bungie's blog um, I, during Season of the Worthy, in this case, or, or right before Season of the Worthy. Uh, and this talks about some interactions between the Iron Lords, specifically Felwinter, and another warlord that they were trying to recruit or otherwise come to... Uh, agreeable arrangements with. So uh, we're going to start with this one. Again, it's called Remembrance. And it is set sometime during the late Dark Age, is what it tells us. Uh, so presumably, Iron Lords have been around for a while. Felwinter has been with them for a while. Everyone kind of knows everyone. Uh, and it goes like this. Iron Lords Ephrodite, Saladin, and Felwinter sat in a warlock meditation chamber around a massive oak table in a keep on Felwinter Peak. A fire crackled in the corner out of the lips of a stone-lined hearth, and a handwritten letter in messy scrawl rested atop the table. Warlord Shax accepts my challenge. Fellwinter said, summarizing its contents. He advises us to enter from the south wall, which has been destroyed. The front door, he picked up the paper and scrutinized it again, is undergoing weatherproofing. This is your plan? Ephrodite said with some skepticism. How did he even get this to you? His ghost brought it. Your plan is ill-advised, Saladin said, and a waste of time. No one's beat Shaxx in a fight, Iron Lords or Warlords, Ephrodite continued, much less take territory from him. Ikora has, and I believe I can, Felwinter replied, his eyes burning inside his sleek exo-shell. Ephrodite tapped the table with her fingers, and Saladin stared into the polished stone. Unless, of course, either of you has a better idea, we're running out of time. Saladin shook his head. It's true. Radagast wants to launch a frontal assault. Entire Lord fire teams. Ephrodite's eyes narrowed under her helm. He wouldn't. There's almost a hundred people in that castle. 
Shax is holding those people hostage. No, they stay with him willingly, Felwinter replied. The warlords might pull the trigger on Shax, but Radagast wouldn't, Ephrodite repeated. Have you seen Radagast lately? He's tired of wars. No one's been at it longer than him. That's no excuse. We came under him to end the infighting. Felwinter stood. Then let me do my part for the cause. And it pauses there. And we have a bit of a time jump here. Uh, but so, to summarize, it seems like Felwinter has issued a challenge against Warlord Shax. Uh, I, I sometimes forget that he was a warlord. Yeah. Um, to, uh, you know, meet with him to most likely discuss Shax becoming an Iron Lord, uh, or at least parlay. And, uh, Shax has accepted the challenge and has gone so far as to tell them where they should enter his keep from because there's that's, maintenance that's, in other sections. Like, who does? I, I mean, I. on the one hand, it's it's like, who does that? But on the other <laughs> hand, it's like, it's Shax. Of course he fucking tells them where they go. Right. Like, hey, use, use the side entrance. Front entrance under maintenance. You won't get through that way. Too many maintenance bots in the way. <laughs> like... Like super nonchalant. That's what. That's the way I feel like that is, and he's, uh-huh. that's that's the way that that got answered. And it's interesting here too. They mention Ikora. Yeah, that Ikora has defeated Shax, and it's well known that she's defeated Shax at this point. Like I don't, We keep we keep poking at Ikora. She's she's a badass. Uh huh. <laughs> so uh, we. Do a little time jump as they are on their way to Shacks. The sky was completely white, and there was a stark chill to the air as the trio entered the castle from a gaping fissure in the ruined south wall. As they stepped into the exposed hallway, the Iron Lords passed a few of Shax's people who hurried away from them. One child cried in her mother's arms. They looked tired, but they weren't starving, and they were clothed for the oncoming inclement weather. The Iron Lords found shacks as they turned a corner, and the hallway opened up into a massive entrance of the keep. He was cautiously applying a fast-drying liquid polymer as a draft stopper underneath a set of ancient play-steel doors. Won't that hold a little... Too well? Felwinter asked as he strode up with the Iron Lords. Shax did not stand, or bother to look at them. I'll dissolve it when the storm is through, he said, liberally squeezing the paste with both hands from a gel tube. A brute force solution. I hear that's how you fight. I do what works with the tools I have, Shax said standing to inspect his weatherproofing work. We'll freeze without this. The ghostless would suffer. And that's something you care about. Felwinter took a step forward. Shax turned to address the Exo. These people are under my protection. I owe them. 
Something the Iron Lords should ponder more often about those they protect. The Iron Decree was drafted to protect the Ghostless, Felwinter replied. Give up your territory and join us. Let us show you how powerful your light can become. The strong words. I'll wager you said the same thing to Sighton before you killed him and his ghost. Saladin looked to Ephrodite in shock. She pretended she didn't notice and kept a hand near her cannon. Your decree disallows final deaths of your opponents, Shex continued. Yet you've killed countless warlords, and maybe even an iron lord if the rumors are true. Felwinter's eyes quietly blazed, and he took a step closer. I'm sorry, were they friends of yours? I don't have friends, just people I protect. We could use your help, Felwinter replied. You already have Saint-14. Saint serves the Speaker, not the Iron Lords. He does think very highly of you. Perhaps I'm not being clear. I am not going anywhere, and you lot aren't coming in. As long as I hold this territory, there will be no collateral damage from a turf war inside our borders. Iron Lords and Warlords be damned. Your south wall says otherwise. And you are starting to piss me off. Are you here to duel or whine? Felwinter guessed that Shax now stood a little more than three feet from him. The Iron Lord stepped forward and dragged a solar sword from the air and thrust it at Shax. And the warlord turned his stance sideways as the burning blade sang past his helm, ducked the horizontal cut that followed, and stepped back as Felwinter drove the blade into the stone floor. The chamber erupted with eth ethereal fire and solar light. Shax's back fist took Felwinter's head from his shoulders in a shower of sparks, and the Iron Lord died with his crumpling form. Ephrodite coughed as Saladin blinked inside his helm. Felwinter's ghost unfolded above his prone corpse, and the Iron Lord reemerged from a pillar of cascading light. You should have used your void instead, Shaq said. You could have brought the whole front down on us, gained yourself a fighting chance. The Iron Lord shook his head. Your people wouldn't have survived that. Shax's hands engulfed Felwinter's shoulders like descending moons. I would have stopped you, but I like your thinking. Now get out. The warlord left the chamber without looking back, towards the direction of the south wall. I need more time, Felwinter said, before Saladin or Ephrodite could utter a word. Saladin shook his head. Radagast has already assigned us to strike against the House of Devils. There's an uprising in the Cosmodrome. This was our shot to deal with Shaxx alone, and we failed. One lord makes no real difference on a strike against the Fallen. Buy me time, and I will solve this. 
We don't have time. You said it yourself. The warlords will attack this fortress in mass. Not if I challenge him again. He literally took your head off, Saladin replied. Ephrodite had a hand on her helmeted chin. We can buy time. Warlords in this region respect a prolonged challenge against Shax. Her eyes flickered to Felwinter beneath the helmet. Shax has multiple confirmed kills. Final deaths. It's no small thing to challenge him. Most of those cowards won't, and they'll gladly let you try again. Till Shax decides to go after your ghost, that is. Felwinter stared at the weatherproofed playsteel doorway of the chamber. I have a feeling that won't be a concern, he replied. Besides, these people will never repair that south wall alone. The oncoming storm will be their end. I'll help them. Change of plan, then, Saladin said. You'll buy time for us. What? Keep Shaxx busy until we finish this business with the Fallen. Then we're coming for this castle. Ephrodite, if I could have a word, Saladin asked, his cloak flowing around him as it departed in the same direction as Shaxx, leaving Felwinter alone in the chamber. We're going to pause there. Weatherproofing. You should be using more weatherproofing. <laughs> you should be using weatherproofing as I'm saying this. That's all, that's all I could think of when I thought of him like squeezing a tube of weatherproof. <laughs> He's very, he's very Shax. Like in even in this in these early days, like it, there's, I don't think Shax has really changed a lot. I, 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 I mean, even this this fight between them, like he really did just kind of effortlessly, like swoop swoop, like dip yeah. dive duck and duck and dodge and and took a head with him. Like yeah, <laughs> he was like, I mean, it, it's Shax is Shax is insanely powerful, and that's. I think that's what that's what's even like more mind blowing is to know Shaxx's uh um what would you call it fighting prowess like he he's as, <laughs> as much of a he's very much a titan like he's very much a punch first ask questions later yeah um type attitude and and he's very good at it he's very powerful and for him to have I and again they didn't say that Icora beat him they said Akora have t- has taken territory from him so it's kind of like a you know like i mean you don't just i mean i guess there's like the implication there like you don't just take territory from a from a uh, a warlord like right there has to have been some type of interaction there so presumably she beat him somehow um but yeah like it, it's it, it's interesting and it, and even even Shax is like yeah I, you know i saw that whole thing coming um but it, Fellwinter is still he's still kind of got that like um that that like hope for humanity I guess or, or that that not hope for humanity he's he's, he's still trying to look out cuz even he says in response to Shaq saying oh we well, should use void you, you at least had a fighting chance he's still thinking about the people around him as much as yeah. as much as Fellwinter knows that this is a a chance to get a warlord on a very powerful warlord on their side he still doesn't want to do it at the cost of human lives like he doesn't want to have that level of guilt on him and so i like i 
I, I, <laughs> as foolish as it was of Felwinter to do what he did, I still respect him for it. Like it's, it's, it was a very, very bold move to just kind of like walk into Shax's place and be like, I'm a, I'm a kick your face in and you're going to come with me and Shax to be like, okay, whatever, dude, <laughs> like <laughs> there's the door. Bye. <laughs> uh, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, and the the statement about um, you know, well, why didn't you use your void? You would have had a fighting chance there. So, Felwinter is referenced as a master, if not the master, void warlock, which is crazy because uh, I think of Ikora as like right the master void warlock. I or I you. would have loved to see her and Felwinter go toe to toe with the void. But um but you, yeah. you're 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 the other master warlock. <laughs> well. I I take <laughs> I take all my cues from you even if I refuse to use this race. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so clearly he has one that he would, you know, he has a, a an ability he is much more familiar with, he'd be much more powerful with, but instead he chose solar. And the other thing that's interesting about that is that um as we learn in Season of the Seraph, uh, Felwinter is Osiris's mentor. Felwinter is the one that taught Osiris uh, you know, how to be a guardian, um, or I guess how to be an Iron Lord, perhaps. Um, and we could maybe infer that a lot of Osiris's solar abilities then, even if he had a, a greater affinity for it, the the use of it and control of it were probably taught from Felwinter. That's crazy. That's, that's, that's mind blowing. And they, like they even mentioned Saint 14 through this whole thing too. Like, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, all these, all these early, um, early mentionings of all these, uh, very high figures, Saint 14, Ikora, Osiris, uh, I mean, there's obviously they're still here today. Like they're still prominent today. They're still very powerful, uh, uh, (laughs) <laughs> do we call them guardians now i guess we can call them all guardians now like yeah. today they are guardians uh it's it's i still kind of like the term light bearer like i feel like guardian is still kind of like a more of a more of a, like a military rank whereas like yeah. light bearer is just somebody who can wield a light and i don't i don't really look at like ikora or and 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 like i don't know it in the more recent days of Destiny, I'm I'm starting to see less and less of this, the guardian, of you know of humanity or or the guardian, the military rank, and and it's it's more of the light bearer, a light bearer, uh, as a as a helpful uh, entity of the soul system, um, yeah. especially with bringing in you know the the cabal and the elixir and and. <laughs> I'm, I I still think this is a thing, possibly the Vex, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by way of Ashramir. Um, but yeah, like to to bring in all these entities uh, that are not light bearers uh, to to create a military. I mean, that's 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 kind of what I see. The current day Destiny is is happening. Current day, but yeah. Um, sorry, kind of like fast forward, jump through time a bunch. Uh, <laughs> crazy Vex. Uh, but yeah, like, so I guess that brings up a question. Um, at this point in time, there still is no like Vanguard, right? Like this, there's still, it's just Warlords, Iron Lords, and like we're past 
I guess we're past the point of calling them risen. Yeah. But but the main two the main two entities would be uh Iron Lord and and Warlord then. Yeah, so I, I think we're yeah, I think those are still the main the two main groups, Warlords and Iron Lords, but uh they mentioned that Saint is beholden to the speaker. So that tells me that this is this is pre-city age, but not yeah. by too much. Right. Like I So this the, could be like the very, very, very early Vanguard. Yeah. Like I I don't know that they have anything they called the Vanguard yet, but right. um because I'm pretty sure that doesn't come around till like the walls are built and then yep. they're, they're forming a governmental governmental structure. But um you know this is uh this is probably when the city is just a bunch of tents and, you know, rickety wooden housing uh, underneath the traveler. And that's, that's kind of it right now yep. um, where, you know, Zavala presumably hasn't been risen yet at this point. Um, or maybe is a, a protege of Saladin and hasn't, made his his move to the city yet because we know that happens before the walls are built yep um and he so and we yeah. know that he helps build the walls yep uh through the cutscenes of 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 him I, I can't remember when that that particular cutscene happened uh but I, I remember in the cutscene it shows him being risen and he's got his little kvostov and taking out you know taking out fallen that are that are raiding fallen raiding parties and and then there's the scene of him actually like physically helping build the wall so yeah yeah so definitely kind of on the cusp of the the city age beginning and the dark age ending but uh not quite there yet well i i think that's the ultimate goal or at least that seems the ultimate goal uh, again, thinking back to the idea of, of what the Iron Lords are doing, uh, they're trying to bring that Dark Age to an end and, and yeah. kind of bring civilized civilized civilization back, <laughs> if, that's, if that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's I think you're right. I think it is pretty close to that, that cusp over to, to City Age. So, um, but yeah, so have this little confrontation between uh, Shax and uh fell winter Shax kind of lays it all out like i know who you are i know the dirty laundry you know i know that you've killed you killed Saiten. um much to saladin's surprise i uh, and i you know you you were here you did your challenge you can leave now and just kind of walks away from it and uh fell winter's not done yet he's like no i'm i'm gonna challenge him again I I want this guy on our side. Uh and Saladin and uh Ephrodi are leaving him there to hopefully accomplish that while they deal with the uh House of Devils uh and pushing them back cuz apparently they're they're getting a little too close for comfort somewhere. Because this this is again thinking on the devils and, and timeline. Since this is still before the city, uh, this is still long before Twilight Gap, Battle of Six Fronts, all of that. Yeah, yeah, well before that. Um, so yeah, we pick back up. Uh, still in remembrance, still in the same lore entry. Uh, but we pick back up after that pause with Ephrodite and Saladin, kind of 
descending the mountain now, um, having a little bit of a discussion. So it continues like this. Ephrodite snorted at Saladin. You didn't know? She exclaimed over the wind as she and Saladin descended the mountain on a gravelly, snow-covered road. That fell winter is an oath-breaker? Saladin shook his head. No, I didn't. You've never wondered why Radagast hated his guts, she said. That takes a lot. Agreed. Why has he abided this? Every one of Felwinter's confirmed kills broke the Iron Decree. He proved ample evidence, ghost killers, murderers, and worse, all of them. But he never asked for permission. Felwinter is no Saint-14. Why does he do it? He calls it operational necessity. Saladin scoffed. I've never heard an exo talk like that. Like what? They're usually more expressive. Does this change the plan? Saladin looked up at the trio of circling carrion birds as they walked. There is no plan. We'll quell this devil uprising, then strategize a frontal assault with the full force of the Iron Lords behind it. Hopefully, Felwinter keeps Shaxx busy until then. Ephrodite shook her head. People will die. If the warlords attack him first, it'll be catastrophic. Shax has forced our hand. So I'm going to pause there just real quick. So moment of clarification here. It looks like they're not necessarily worried about Shax you know, being mean to his people, like, like being a, um, you know, a dictator type warlord. It seems like they're worried that with Shax being out on his own, he's going to invite a shared offensive from the other warlords against him. And that is going to kill a whole lot. That's going to have a whole lot of collateral damage. I was going to say that's, that's what it sounds like to me is, is the collateral damage. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 in this instance, the Iron Lords are trying to like help control it because, again, thinking back to the idea of of the Iron Lords, they they don't they don't want that. They they want to help humanity. They definitely want to end this Dark Age and have the civilization kind of come back to the, the civil world. Yeah. So, in Saladin's viewpoint, Shax joins the Iron Lords voluntarily. And now the warlords will leave him alone because they know he has the backing of the Iron Lord organization. Or Shax continues to be a stick in the mud and uh, Saladin marches on his keep with the full force of the Iron Lords, kind of justifying it by saying, well, we will make sure that our, you know, the collateral damage of that fight is a lot less than what the warlords would be. So even though some people will die, it'll be less than it would be otherwise. Uh, which, like, eh, I don't, I don't know if I agree I was, with that. I but. was to say that the term "acceptable loss" comes <laughs> right. to mind, but nobody said that that term is a good term. Yeah. So this leaves 
Shax and Fowinter alone with each other for a little bit. Uh, and so we pick back up with those two now that Ephrodite and Saladin have left for a little while. So it continues. Shax and Fowinter watched Ephrodite and Saladin descend the snow-covered mesa from the shattered south wall. I thought I told you to get out. Shax broke the silence. I mean to challenge again, Fellwinter replied. Not today, Shax shook his head. My ghost believes it'll snow before nightfall. Yes, Fellwinter said. What did this, pointing at the ruins round them? A fallen walker. No amount of Golden Age polymer can repair this wall before that storm rolls in. No, Shax agreed. My light will be the wall. A ward of dawn. Your people will freeze. A well of radiance is what you need. My light will be the wall. You think my hammer of soul wouldn't burn bright enough to last the storm? Of course it would, and you'd set this entire castle ablaze in the process. Leave it to me. I leave my people to no one, but if you're seeking shelter too, you're free to stay. You call them your people. You rule them like a king. I protect them. Some kings don't know the difference. A light dusting of snow started to fall. Does your mountain have a name? No. I call mine Fowinter Peak. Do I look like I care? And there's another pause. <laughs> I, 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 this is so much Shaq's like, yeah, you can stay here if you want. Oh, yeah, you think your well of radiance is going to... Uh, I got solar powers, too. What's up? I'll just keep all these people in my bubble. I'm going to make the biggest bubble ever. <laughs> that that has me thinking now. Now I want to go into uh, 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 Deep Stone Crypt with just a bunch of bubble titans and see if we could just bubble tighten our way through the, <laughs> the intro to see if it actually would. Or have a bunch of, like warlocks and well of radiance our way through and be like hmm which would work hmm. yeah spoiler well, alert I, neither one works we all die <laughs> <laughs> well i like that it's implying here that shacks similar to ikora similar to uh Cade, can just use two supers fucking use multiple <laughs> supers yeah that's, he's like that's... i'm gonna put a bubble up and then i'm gonna put a, a solar oh, put hammer, a hammer in it <laughs> in the middle and that'll be the campfire <laughs> What is what is what is this world they live in like? Oh, they don't have to play by our rules. I'm a Nova bomb, <laughs> then Nova warp. I'm a Nova bomb, then chaos reach. What is what are you doing? <laughs> Nobody spawned any orbs at all from anything. You don't get your super back that quick. That's not how that works. But yeah, this was this was very like Shaxio. You know, I can do everything myself. It's, but if you very much. if you want shelter and you want to stick around, I'm I'll not going to stop you. Under my wig. That's... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you from putting a well of radiance down. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. Yep. Very, very much egging on, but in the same, like in the same token, kind of like, I don't know, almost, almost like accepting the help. Like it's, it's begrudgingly. Yeah. Right. Like if you, I'm not going to stop you from putting a well down if you put one down, but whatever. I'm not telling you to put a well down, but maybe put a well down. This, this, <laughs> this is this, you know what this is? This, this is a raid fire team. <laughs> yeah. Kind I've of. got, I've got bubble. <laughs> Well, do you want well? Well, I'm not going to tell you not to put the well down. Well, do you want it? Uh, put. Uh, no, I'm not saying put the well down. I'm just saying if we have a well, it will work. So I can run arc. Is that okay? Well, I mean, a well would would be super helpful. <laughs> that's that's what's happening here. Yeah, but so one way or another the two of them get their way and Shax's people through this storm that rolls through. I, I did like that one line too. The, the, what's, what, what was it? The, some Kings don't know the difference. Yeah. Between ruling and protection. Yeah. I really like that line. Like it fell, it fell definitely calling him out. Like a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that. Uh, so the, the storm has, has subsided now as we do another little time jump, um, and we pick up with Fellwinter and Shax once again, and it continues. For days, the storm had kept anyone from traversing the mountain path. Between Fellwinter and Shax, the people of the castle were safe from the elements. Saladin and Ephrodite had sent word that the fallen campaign would last at least another few weeks. So Fellwinter challenged again. Shax accepted. Iron Lord met Warlord at the back field beyond the shattered south wall. Fellwinter aimed a palm strike at Shax's center of mass, and the Warlord slipped away, narrowly avoiding the burst of void light that blossomed forth, and cracked a back fist into Fellwinter's skull sending him sprawling backwards. Fellwinter struggled to a knee, then to his feet, his long coat flowing around him. A fissure of sparks sprayed from his skull. How many warlords have you challenged? he asked. I lost count a century ago, Shax replied. He stayed in his sideways, sideways stance, waiting for the Exo to make a move. I will never stop. Never rest, Fellwinter said, and the warlords are just like me. They refuse to end each other, not because of a code or an iron decree, because they're afraid to die, and they will plague this world forever. Fellwinter raised his arms in a striking position. How many of us will you fight? As many as I need to. Shax closed the distance, slipping past the Exo's guard, and snapped the back of his fist into Fellwinter's temple, which promptly shattered. Sometime after this fight, the skies were clear, so Fellwinter challenged again the day after. Shax accepted, and they met once more on the backfield. How long will, you, will your people last out here? Fellwinter asked. Longer than you, Shax replied. It was true. A flying knee separated the Iron Lord's head 
the Iron Lord from his head within seconds of a short melee. When the Exo's ghost put him back together, Shax was already halfway back to the south wall. How long do you expect them to stay here? Felwinter called after him. The warlord turned back. What are you talking about? he asked. How long do you expect your people to stay? They will not survive the winter. I'll find a way. You have a way. If you won't join the Iron Lords, let us help you. Your wars have left my people homeless, and worse. They would never trust you. If you ask them to, perhaps they would. You are the king. I am no king. Prove it. I have nothing to prove to you. Not to me. Prove it to them. And we're going to pause once more. 1v1 me, bro. Come on, let's go. That's 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 fell winter. Let's see, just just oh, come on, that fight wasn't fair. One v one me again, bro. I got you this time, bro. Let's go. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've, sep- I've separated your head from your shoulders like 13 times. What more do you want? One v one me, bro. I'll come back. It's whatever. I got a ghost. I res. It's cool. It's whatever. He'll put me back together. Let's go. Yeah, that's 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 what that's what's happening throughout this whole set here. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. I I don't think Felwinter ever expected he would be able to defeat. I don't Shax. think so either. I I don't think so either. I think he he's doing this just to keep him like like he's doing exactly what Saladin said. He's just keeping him busy. Like yeah, the more that the more that Shax and him kind of one v one, like that keeps Shax from interacting with other warlords and 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 even even with the fallen. Like I think I think. I think I think looking at it from the outside in, seeing two entities just fight over and over and over again, light specifically light bearers, um anything in the in the immediate vicinity is going to look at that and go fuck that. I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean cuz they 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 it seems like they're fighting like every day, like once or twice a day it seems. And so to have that much going on like it, and, and it's very much out in the open. They're just kind of on the backfield or something like that. So it's, yeah, it, I, I think it's, I think it's kind of like a combination of, of like show of force and keep shacks occupied thing. Um, but yeah. And, and, and then even at the end, Felwinter comes back to that, you know, prove it, prove it to them, like prove that you're not a King, prove that you're not a tyrant, prove that you're not a warlord, prove that you're not this ruthless piece of shit that i've come across so many times before and had to and had to deliver final deaths to like show these people lead them like it it i i don't know it's 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 i I don't want to say he's egging him on but he's he kind of is but in the same in the same breath he's also kind of like holding a mirror up to him and saying hey you you think you're you're just they're your people and and yours they're so great for you but even Shaxx, as a as a kind of retort, is like, well, it's your fault. You know, it's the Iron Lord's fault. It's like you're leaving these people homeless. Like you're 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 causing these people to come to to people like me, to to warlords, to have somebody to, because these are all lightless people. These are all just just civilians that that are 
kind of caught in the crosshairs of, or crossfire of all these of all these uh, light bearer battles. And I mean, we've seen we've seen stuff like that before uh, with the with the entire Drifter series that we did, and mm-hmm. and and the 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 whole town was decimated because of this. Like, so yeah, it's it's. I, I'm I I don't know I I'm seeing both sides of this argument as valid points, and and I'm not really seeing a a middle ground. You know, like every once in a while, like I I can see an argument and I can I can see one side and be like, okay, I feel like this is the better argument for this side. But both of these are they're they're very valid, uh, t- two sides of an argument. Yeah, say not necessarily a, a right or wrong, just opposing forces you know yeah and that yeah saladin and and Felwinter are very much you know the the unstoppable force meets the immovable object kinda, very much so kind of feel very much so but so he's he's been taking this time to to delay as much as he can and also yeah to try and you know worm worm some words into into their exchanges to get shacks to really think about things uh and they do this for weeks um weeks upon weeks uh and eventually uh this picks back up and with another time jump of a imminent confrontation uh Ephrodi and Saladin have finished their campaign against the fallen and Saladin now has iron lords marching towards the mountain and uh, Shax has a number of warlords that are looking to stop them. Not necessarily at Shax's request, but because mostly because they don't like the Iron Lords. Uh, and so we pick back up and continue. Weeks later, Ephrodite and Saladin brought a silver army with them, gleaming with weapons in their hands. Nine Iron Lords dismounted their machines at the foot of Shax's mountain. Twelve warlords, armored in eclectic styles from across the region, opposed them at the path that led up to the mountain peak. Particle weapons hummed to operational life on both sides, slug rifles racked and readied. And Felwinter and Shax watched them all up from up top across the ruined south wall. Your friends are here to back you up, the XO said, if they need to. I don't have friends, Shax replied, and they don't need to. Tell them. Stop this before the shooting starts, the XO said. Your people will not survive this. Is that a threat? the warlord asked. No. Your people are not like us. Everything they might become dies with them. Shaq stared down at the Iron Lords. You people involve yourselves in matters that are not your own, especially Radagast. Radagast is scattered. He thinks he has the weight of all those we protect on his shoulders alone. But no one has that kind of strength, not even a light bearer. Then why do you back them? Because the Iron Lords are going to change the world. No one can stop them. 
I stopped you. You did, but your people won't survive. Tell the warlords to stand down. They'll listen. They fear you. You're not bound to an iron decree. Shaq shook his head. They fear that everything they might become would die with them as well. So something happens. Presumably Shax talks to the warlords that were here to try and wage war with the Iron Lords. Uh, and the entry continues. The other warlords departed. Shax stood with the Iron Lords on the path up the mountain, and he stared down at them. Who won? Ephrodite asked. Shax did, Fellwinter said, and he patted Shax on the shoulder. The Exo pulled Ephrodite aside to arrange an evacuation plan for Shax's people to Vostok Observatory in the Cosmodrome. Saladin and Shax stood in silence as the other lords began their march up the path. Hello, said Saladin. Hello, said Shax. And they shook hands. Should I call you Iron Lord Shax now? No, you won't. And that's where we're going to pause. He's still, still Lord Shax. Still Lord Shax. <laughs> he's, like, even today, he still holds that title of Lord Shax. Like, it's... Yep. And, and it's it's funny, too, because, like, is it Iron Lord Shax? Is it War Lord Shax? It's neither. It's just Lord Shax. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. I do I do like that, though, that, that it's it's the... He is as powerful... He is... I... I don't know. I I I th- I still think Shax is probably the most powerful warlord uh to have ever existed. Um and for him to have as much sway over these other like I mean like he even says like I don't have friends like but he still has sway over these these other people like whatever he said, whatever happened Avert, like completely averted this entire confrontation. Confrontation. Conf- confrontation. That's a hard word. <laughs> uh, but it completely averted it to the point where, like, these twelve warlords just kind of like walked away. Like, that's crazy. And then, yeah. and then, you know, Shax even, you know, invites the the Iron Lords over, and you know, they start making up a, a plan for evacuation uh, out to Vostok, like. Um, so again, kind of gathering more forces because Felwinter's Peak is still very, very close to the city, um, from what I remember. Um, or maybe yeah. it isn't. I don't know. I, I feel like it is. Well, I mean, Felwinter's Peak is in the Cosmodrome. Um, oh, that's right. So maybe it's so, not in the city. Well, again, we don't really have an exact location of the city. I, I know people have done some sleuthing and, and think it's South America, but... We don't really know. We really don't. Yeah. So uh, hard to say. But but yeah, Shax may not have friends, but uh, he has 12 warlords that don't think they could beat him even if they ganged up on him. So Isn't that a <laughs> fucked up thought? Like, 1v12 me, bro. What's up? 
<laughs> yeah. One v one v twelve. Are you high? What is wrong with you? Like what? I'm like you're crazy. Yeah, do it. But bet you won't. Bet you're scared. What? I, what do you mean scared? There's twelve of us. Yeah, that's what I thought. Now go home. <laughs> okay, I guess. I don't know. I uh, I did like some of their exchange here. Um, you know, Fellwinter is telling him like your your people when they die, everything they might become dies with them. Yeah, and uh, and you know, Shaxx kind of uses uses the same line when when he tells us like Shaxx talk to the warlords. They they will listen to you. They are afraid of you. And he goes, no, they're afraid that everything they might become will also die with them. Yeah, so he that's an he interesting is, thought too, isn't it? Shax is is the final death. Shax is the Grim Reaper in the yeah. eyes of a lot of these other warlords because he is so insurmountable in in power. And that's and and again, thinking of like a, a way of life, right? Like it's. If they die, the way of life of the warlord is done. Like that's it. That's yeah. once the last warlord is conquered or, or felled or whatever, there are no more warlords. There is no there is no time of 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 I don't what, what do you call that a tyranny? I I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, like it's it's, but again, it's it's that fear that keeps these warlords kind of in power to a point like the right. fear of 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 loss the fear of losing what they have the fear of of not continuing on the their their everyday way of life and so because of that they've they've become these warlords these very scary figures to um to lord over everything else around them uh but that's i mean that's that's <laughs> welcome to life that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh that's interesting. Yeah. So uh, we we've got you know this this altercation kind of you know is is diffused and there's the organization of moving Shax's uh, civilians, moving the the humans, uh, or I guess mortals um, to Fellwinter Peak, uh, or more appropriately, probably the town around it. Um, and yeah, Shax is working with them, but is not joining them. And there's a difference. Uh, and we have the just like I like I like the little awkward thing between Saladin and Shax. Just like, hi, hello, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like with that. us now? No, nope. <laughs> Do we um, call you a warlord? Do we? Nope. Do we call you iron? Nope. <laughs> okay Shax that's Lord Shax you just fucking said not to whatever <laughs> so Shax's mountain is now under the control or partnered control of the Iron Lords and we learn something really cool about that mountain so this lore entry continues Fellwinter, Saladin, and Ephrodite sat at a massive oak table on a keep atop Fellwinter's peak. A holographic blueprint of Shax's castle hung in the air. 
It'll take some time to breach the security codes, the Exo said, indicating an underground extension a mile under the fortifications. But this is it. One of several across the earth, perhaps across the other worlds. Some are tied to more important systems than others. All golden age. Some hide weapons, armor, nanites. What is this? Saladin asked. A seraph bunker, Fellwinter said. And that is where we're going to pause for this lore card. Uh, and then that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's the ultimate goal here. That's it. And I'm curious if that was Fellwinter's true motive behind the, everything here. The, the entire, the entire interaction with him and Shax. I feel like, I don't know that he necessarily cared if Shax joined or didn't join. He just wanted to get to that bunker just because of what he knows or, or or what he's looking for in this nanites technology. I think that is a big part of it. I think he knew that there was a bunker under the mountain, but didn't know, like knew, knew that something existed under there, but didn't know exactly what or what it might house. Um, and, you know, now that Shax is cooperating, they get a full, a full blueprint of the place. And yeah, lo and behold, there's a Seraph bunker under that mountain. Uh, now there is more on this lore card. There's kind of a final bit, uh, but we're going to come back to that in just a minute because prior to that, uh, there's another important entry about Fellwinter's last chance to do something different. Uh, this lore entry comes to us on the exotic ship called the Obsidian Wings, which also came in Season of the Worthy. Um, and this ship has a very interesting discussion between Fellwinter and his ghost. And it's kind of Fellwinter deciding his purpose and ultimately his fate. Uh, so the lore card on it goes like this. Lord Fellwinter inserted his hand into the piloting board and the lights in the ship's cabin bloomed to life. How did you find it? His ghost asked. Act of Rasputin Bunker, this time along the coast of Varuna. The drive is fully functional, Fellwinter noted. We could escape orbit with this. We can get all the way across the system with this, Felspring replied. The Exo's eyes blazed inside his sleek black skull. He sat listening to the hum of the ship's me mechanics. You've fought this fight a long time, Felspring continued. We can plot a course around the Warsat network. We'd never have to touch a single planet with a war mine presence. Any of them. We've gotten very good at hiding, Fellwinter said. Yes. We would leave 
the Iron Lords to fend for themselves? Would you? Felwinter released his hold on the piloting board in response, and the ship shuddered and died. The Exo turned his seat around, lowered the landing ramp, and descended, his great coat trailing behind him. You've changed, Felspring said. So have you, Felwinter replied. And that's the end of that one. I guess that's something that I never really took into account. This whole time he's with the Iron Lords, Rasputin has not stopped. Right. Like, the, he's still bringing in frames on him and bringing down the war sets on him. Like, Rasputin's not making any headroom. Like, he's not getting anywhere. Yeah. But he hasn't stopped. So, yeah, no, that's... uh. Yeah, that's a... God, could you imagine in the middle of Shaq's fight? So all of a sudden, (laughs) war sats and war frames, and Shaq's just like, how the hell did you do that? And he's like, ma ha 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 ha. Yeah, how the hell did I do that? What's up (laughs) now, bro? But yeah, for some reason, Felwinter Peak seems immune to Rasputin's... Maybe something about it prevents Rasputin from seeing him, or war sats from seeing him or something. I'm not exactly sure, but... Presumably, any time he came down from the mountain, though, he was fair game. Yeah, yeah. I it, well, and and he talks about it too when when he first took it over about how like he could burrow into it if he needed to. So the, the, there is something about the the Felwinter's Peak that is, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a, so much iron in it, throwing off the targeting system. I don't know. If, you know. Yeah. Uh, but this also kind of brings up the point that functional interstellar worthy ships were not something you found very often from the sounds of it. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to touch on that too. Like it's, it's funny. Like we as guardians, like one of the first things we do is find ourselves a jump ship. Now this is, this is again, thinking back to the, the original res days of D one. I know the, the, I'm pretty sure the new light campaign has changed a little bit. Um, but yeah, like a jump ship is a kind of a rare find. Uh, whereas like now, it everybody shit. I've got thirty of them sitting in the vault right now. You know, like <laughs> it's everybody and their grandmother has a jump ship now. We're gonna go to every planet we can touch, um, and moon for that matter. Uh, so yeah, it, I it it does seem like that is a rare find. Uh, and for him to just kind of like find it. Oh hey, it's operational. Let's go. Let's get around the war sets. Let's go somewhere that the war sets isn't. And then he, for him to be like, yeah, but maybe not. Let, yeah. Let's 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 stay here with the Iron Lords and and protect what's here. Yeah. He is. He's no longer just trying to run. He now wants to stay and protect. Uh, which is just kind of a, a that's a very distinct change in motivation that's that's he's kind of acknowledging for the first time here but uh so he decides to stay and in doing so he continues his search with lord timmer in regards to finding technology and siva in particular that will assist humanity in in some grand way. 
Uh, and so this next entry is a little different because we're going to read it twice, but the f- each time is going to be from a different perspective. So the first time we're going to read the Lord Timmer uh, D1 Grimoire card, which is from Lord Timmer's point of view. Uh, and the second time we're going to read the final piece of the Remembrance lore card from Season of the Worthy, which is the same scenario from Fellwinter's point of view. And uh, you'll see some very key differences. Uh, So, starting with Lord Timmer's lore card. It goes like this. Timmer's storm trance tears through a gang of dregs as Fellwinter stumbles through the shifting sands behind him, miles inland of what remains of the Arabian shores. Where are you taking me? Fellwinter rushes to Timmer's side, his eyes jumping focus, anticipating another attack. You seem far too obsessed with these war mines. Timmer stops and stares into the horizon, as if smelling something. Not danger, discovery. He draws his fellow Iron Lord close. Tell me, Fellwinter, he whispers. What does the word seraph mean to you? Fellwinter leans in to whisper back. Old Earth theology? I know it's, I know it's power well. One can make great use of the traps of faith and its myths. Damn you, Exos, the whisper game abandoned. Do you even ponder the before, or that number etched into your flesh? Do you not see yourself in your dreams, the... A shank, then another, then another. Fellwinter hits the ground and reaches for his sidearm. Timur hates interruptions, and his face shows it. A wash of arcolite grows in his hands and erupts as the pack of machine dogs falls nearly in unison. Timur grabs Fellwinter, bringing him back to his feet, and says, Have you ever wondered what it is that calls to you in that void of memory, where the edge of the past infects your present? He returns to the game of whispers. It's an itch that you just can't scratch, isn't it? Well, maybe you can. You think I'm one of them? That all exos are... Lord Fellwinter, I know what you are. And you are no Warmind or even one of its puppets. Come, you must see this. He makes a gesture like he's casting a spell over the sand. Follow my footfalls. This area is rigged with dirty, fallen nonsense. They struggle up the dunes. Fellwinter glides ahead. As he lands, a snowstorm rises to meet him. More shanks, hundreds of them. Behind them, a lone vandal sniper laying down, covering fire. Fellwinter, realizing his mistake, runs back toward Timur, shielding himself in the light of the sun. Timur continues forward, grasps the brass familiar around his neck, and closes his eyes. A slight hum rises, and his trance takes him deep into the sea of shanks, 
his trusted lash raised and tearing his path through the darkness. Fellwinter is slow to follow, but fast enough to witness Timur's focus turn shanks by the pack against their vandal keeper, chasing him back toward the sea. Timur rushes to Fellwinter, examining his head with the intensity of a cryptarch. Hmm. Warmind, you certainly are as stubborn as one. Fellwinter awkwardly pulls himself away and out of Timur's reach. With all respect, Lord Timur, whatever game you're playing with me has gone on far too long. This is just another dead zone. Oh, is it now? Timur directs Fellwinter's eyes towards the eastern horizon, where a building crowned with the initials C.B. is now in view. We all have creators. Humans, Exo, Warminds, even those poor Awoken. Some of them are just easier to find. That's the end of this lore card. Oh, Clovis Bray. Everything always comes... Man, as much as we, I, I, at least you and me, hate to piss out of him, <laughs> he's, he, he did it. He did exactly what he set out to do. Everything in this universe has his name stamped on it. Yeah, kind of. Like, shit. <laughs> now, he didn't necessarily leave his legacy behind. He left his sure, name behind. Sure, I'll, I'll give you that one. But not his ideology. I do, I do like, so, now he, Timur turned the shanks against the Vandal. Yes. So that is, and, and I, I think this is a thing, in Rise of Iron, uh, there were Iron Lord, uh, like, artifacts that you could get, and each one was, I, I equate it to, like, a legendary item of, like, of, of like, D2, of, like, uh, sorry, not... <laughs> not destiny to diablo to yeah uh of like it had an ability on it and that ability like gave you something more and his was like when you meleeed something it would fight for you yep for like five seconds or something like that it was super short but like you could just run around meleeing stuff and <laughs> turn a bunch of shit against so like you run into a bunch of drags and it's like melee drag is mine Tra- melee drag is mine i have an <laughs> army of drags fight my puppets fight yeah, yeah, and the Timur is a arc warlock. Is is yes. where his uh, proficiency lies. And if I he's, recall he's, correctly, he's, he's my type of warlock. Man, I know. <laughs> um, if I recall correctly, kind of the pseudo explanation for what was happening with his artifact is that he he would enter this trance state that allowed him to, on a touch, uh, manipulate the like electrical signals of the brain yeah, or the robot in the case of Shanks yeah. uh, that he touched to make them an ally for a little while, at least. I like it. I like it until the wires in their brain got uncrossed. and was like, wait a second. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun, it was a really fun legendary item. And it's kind of cool to see it represented here. Uh, yeah. But so now we're going to read through the same scenario from Fellwinter's point of view. And Fellwinter has a few bits that Lord Timur was not aware of during uh, the original lore card. 
So this is the very last section of the remembrance uh, lore entry. And it goes like this. You seem far too obsessed with these war mines, Timur said to Fellwinter. They'd been walking for hours, dipping in and out of fallen territory. Timur made no effort to avoid them, and Fellwinter followed his lead. He didn't know where they were going. Timur had been talking almost nonstop, though, asking Fellwinter what he knew about Siva, what he thought about what he thought the war mind might have to do with it. It was lucky that Fellwinter already had a reputation for keeping quiet. He played dumb when Timur asked him about seraphs. Timur was easy to rile up that way. It was good. Made Fellwinter feel like he was still in control of things. As they tore through another round of shanks, Fellwinter fell back and let Timur do the heavy lifting. When Timur spoke again, his voice was breathless, with a passion and enthusiasm Fellwinter couldn't feel himself. Have you ever wondered what it is that calls to you in that void of memory, Timur breathed, where the edge of the past infects your present? Fellwinter was tense with expectation. He felt the world contracting around him until nothing existed but the sidearm in his hand, his ghost in his helmet comms whispering, Wait. Timur strode recklessly ahead. He expected Fellwinter to watch his back, and he did. Watched him walk. Watched his ghost, too. There were a lot of fallen out here. Anything could happen to either of them. It would be easy to tell this story back home. Don't jump to conclusions, his ghost whispered as they fell behind. But Fellwinter heard uncertainty in her voice. He adjusted his grip on the sidearm, lifting his hand a little. And it dropped again as Timur turned around. It's an itch you just can't scratch, isn't it? Well, maybe you can. Fellwinter's expression was blank. His finger twitched on the sidearm. You think I'm one of them? He asked as Timur turned back to lead the way. That all exos are. Lord Fellwinter, I know what you are, Timur said with a laugh in his voice, and Fellwinter lifted the sidearm again. A familiar dread coiled in his chest. He saw his future changing. Again. He saw himself running. Again. And he was so tired of running. The sidearm was level with the back of Timur's head. Timur had a smile in his voice when he spoke. I know what you are, he said, and you are no war mind or even one of its puppets. And Fellwinter's arm dropped and swung at his side as if all his energy had gone out of him all at once. It was impossible, but he almost felt lightheaded. His ghost whispered something again, but he didn't hear it over his own sense of relief. Come, Timur said and he walked with the arrogance of a man who didn't realize he'd brush shoulders with death itself. You must see this. And that's the end of that lore card. I, I can't help but think of the similarities between you and me here. You being Fellwinter, with your voidness and your sidearms and your, your awesomeness, and me, just lighthearted arc 
jumping in, balls first, not knowing what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I can't help but notice that. Like, that's, I don't know. It's, but there's definitely definitely a, a different tone to it from, like, I think he was going to kill him. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think was going to kill him and just be like, ah, fell to a bunch of fallen. Sucks to suck, bro. But I think I I think it was under like a almost like he was gonna kill him like under duress like like mm-hmm. I think I think Fellwinter looked at Timmer and trying to figure out what does Timmer know about Fellwinter yes and, and Fellwinter trying to keep that lie right like the this is our this is your lie this this is you are part Rasputin you are whatever you are like you're not fully EXO you're not fully Warmind but you're you're something of both. And and so I think in Fellwinter's mind throughout this whole interaction, like he thinks that Timmer knows something, and then when Timmer kind of reveals his hand and is like doesn't really know shit, <laughs> <laughs> very much like me, uh, Fellwinter's almost I, I I I think he's relieved, like because oh, yeah. the, the 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 arm just falls to his side, like oh thank God, yeah I can I can keep a friend like. So myth, it's okay. I don't know your secret. <laughs> <laughs> well, good because then I'd have to kill you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now that that I think is exactly what's happening. He's waiting for that shoe to drop. He's waiting for Timmer to oh, say, yeah. "Like I know you're Rasputin, or, yeah. or a part of Rasputin," and that that would have been it. Fellwinter would have pop pop Timmer and then the ghost. But thankfully. That's not what happened. But so they have discovered a Clovis Bray facility. Uh, and they, um, you know, they, they've gone all this way to find it. And eventually, I don't know if it's here or elsewhere. Uh, no, it, it, it is. This is back in the in the Cosmodrome. Uh, so they, they go to this Clovis Bray facility with Timmer, presumably don't find anything as far as like the location of Siva or anything like that. Um, but they, they're continuing their search after this, this run in, um, after this confirmation that Timmer truly does not know. I, and we see now in chapter 12 of the book, the liar chapter titled the lure we see the trap set and uh, it goes like this. Fell winter and fell spring did most of their searching alone. It was easier that way. Better that the others didn't see how the seraph bunkers reacted to him. Better for everyone. In a bunker on the outskirts of the Cosmodrome in old Russia, Fellwinter browsed through maps of old, deactivated Golden Age facilities, looking for anywhere that might have housed SIVA or SIVA-related research. At the same time, Fellspring decrypted and searched old command records for signs of SIVA. But now they moved like clockwork. It was almost unconscious with the time that they had spent doing this. Hey, Fellwinter said. Got anything on site six? Give me the coordinates, Fellspring said. I'll look. After a moment, she displayed a section of code for Fellwinter to see. Research center, she said. 
There was a note of hope in her voice. A containment facility for something called Amphion Liar. Do you think... I feel pretty damn sure, Fellwinter said quietly. They looked at the screen of the console where a little red light blinked on the map next to the words Site 6. Come on, Fellwinter said. We have to tell the others. He'd committed the map to memory and turned to go, but Fellspring zipped in front of him. Uh, wait, she said. Wait, wait a second. Wasn't that kind of... Too easy? Fellwinter looked around. We've been here for hours, he said, and we've been searching for so many years. Sure, Fellspring said, but not as long as it took to find Siddhartha Golem. Not as long as it took to get away from him. Compared to all that, this was too good to be true. Fellwinter said nothing, and she went on, close to pleading. After everything, why would he do this? Why would he just drop this in our lap? He didn't, Fellwinter said. We found it. Fellspring didn't scare easily, but she sounded scared now. He let us find it, Fellwinter. I am almost positive. Fellwinter shook his head. No, we found it. He looked at his ghost. If anybody can get Rasputin to cooperate with the Iron Lords, it's us. We know him better than anyone. He paused. I know him better than anyone. This is it. Fellspring, this could change everything. And the little red dot on the map blinked steady, like a beacon. They were, sti they were still as they looked at each other, waiting. There was no real disagreement here. After all these years together, her doubts were his doubts, and his certainty was her certainty, whether they liked it or not. Sometimes, I wish we'd just stayed on that mountain, Fellspring said finally. Alone. Me too, said Fellwinter, turning for the door. But we didn't. That's the end of that card. So yeah, so definitely going into that Clovis Bray facility, what, whatever they found there kind of connected the dots for them. Uh, to see, cause, and that's, uh, we've, <laughs> we've been covering it this whole time with our Clovis Bray <laughs> series, <laughs> that Siva, Siva is something of a, of a, of a Bray, like it, Siva came from, from, uh, um, obviously before uh, Willa, Wilhelmina, um, but again, it, it was, its development was under, a, under a Bray, so why not look for it in Bray and Seraph stuff? Uh but yeah, it, 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 I, I, I have mixed feelings on this one. Like uh, on the one hand, I, I, I really like, um, fell springs reaction of this was too easy. Like mm -hmm. Rasputin handed this to us, like the amount of time it took us to find 
the truth behind Siddhartha Golem and the truth behind you and and all of that. And but then on the flip side of it, I'm kind of annoyed at how easily Fellwinter kind of brushes it off as yeah. like a no, we found this. We've been searching forever for this. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we've been in this bunker alone for hours. And it's like, yeah, but hours compared to centuries? Like, I don't know. I, I On the one hand, I'm like, damn it, Fellwinter, you moron. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's it it's weird. I it's yeah, I I I'm I I I guess I'm I guess I'm on Fell Spring side. Like this was too easy. This was too easy for for them to be searching as long as they did for every piece of information about Siddharth Golem and then not even know what Siva was even called uh to then just be handed this like, "Hey, it's right here." Like yeah. go 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 to Red X on map. Like Okay, pirate lord, let's go. Like, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's too easy. Yeah, I think from Fell Winter's point of view, um, I think it's probably a, a couple of things. A, he's probably just tired, freaking tired, <laughs> searching and running and all these things. And yeah, I think another part of it is that he believes, even if this is a trap, and it, it does say he recognizes Fell Spring's caution as being valid. Uh, but but I think he he believes even if this is a trap, that it will give him the opportunity to talk to Rasputin and convince him to stand down or or to yeah. help them even. Yeah, I, I guess I could see it from that side too. Like yeah, because and he says it as much in this century as well. Like he's the one that could be the, that could commune with him. Like. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I guess I can kind of see the the optimism there in Fell Winter. Um, it's just God. It just it it feels too easy too. Like even even yeah. Again, just from a times perspective, like the amount of time for one and then this to just kind of like land in their laps. It just it it just feels too easy, you know. So these two bring the information they find to the rest of the Iron Lords. And we see the uh, kind of forming of the plan that leads to the conclusion of the Iron Lords in the final chapter of the Book of the Liar called The Mistake. And it goes like this. Site 6 is locked down, Lord Saladin said. We have no idea what kind of security measures are in place. He leaned back in his seat at the grand wooden table in the Iron Temple. Golden Age tech is durable. We might be walking into a trap set centuries ago. Fellwinter stood nearby, arms crossed. I've infiltrated Golden Age facilities before. Hasn't been a problem. The mortar is barely dried on our city walls, Saladin said. We've driven the warlords back, but they are watching. This may not be the time for risk. Leaning in with his elbow on the table, Timur looked bete- between them. Besides, what about the war mind? My understanding is that Siva is under its protection. Perhaps it won't take kindly to thieves. We're not stealing anything, Fellwinter said, and I think I can 
communicate with Rasputin. It's a computer, Lady Jolder said. It'll do what it's programmed to do, no matter how clever your arguments are. Rasputin's primary directive is to protect humanity. He'll listen. He, Timur said, smiling a little, so personal. Felwinter looked at him and then back at Saladin. With Siva, we could build more cities. We could help more people. Passion wasn't his strong suit, but he felt it now more than he ever had before. Saladin, we could create a new golden age. He's right, Scory said. We need a new way to give back. They looked between their companions. When you go to replant a forest, you don't stop after one or two saplings. The Iron Lords fell quiet. Yolder was frowning, but frowning meant thinking. Silimer looked worried. Radagast and Timur were on his side, Felwinter knew, but the Iron Lords never did anything without consensus. The Golden Age isn't coming back, Saladin said finally. But you're right. Siva could change the lives of the people of the city, he leaned forward. It feels like a worthy risk. The others murmured among themselves, considering. Perun spoke above the chatter. Well, why not? We don't want people thinking the Iron Lords have retired, after all. And that's the end of that lore card and this book. Oh my god. Like, you and I both know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So yeah, uh, consensus has been reached. It's yep. Siva, Siva would be good for the for the city. Um, let's uh, gather gather the peoples. Let's go. <laughs> let's let's go find site six. Kick the doors in. Grab some Siva and bring it home and be like, look what we've got, nanites. These wonderful little things that are going to build cities in the matter of hours and everything will be wonderful and the golden age will have returned and yay, Iron Lords. Bullshit. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to just say that right now. Bullshit. (laughs) So uh, for those that played Rise of Iron, they know exactly how this went. But yeah, like the, the cinematics in there too of like showing what happened. Um, and I don't know, do, do we have a lore entry for this or, or of what happened there or, or do we just kind of so, explain what happened? We, we don't have a lore entry. Um, I, I am going to explain, I think we'll, we'll do a little explanation of what happened there. But before that, I actually want to look at this whole event from Rasputin's point of view. Uh, so during the season of the worthy we go on a quest chain titled the tyrant and the lie and at the end of that quest chain you are treated to a series of holograms and uh readings essentially from anna bray 
that are Rasputin telling the story of Felwinter. And I, I'm going to go over those readings here um, to see kind of how Rasputin views everything that has happened, uh, you know, now in, in close to the current, uh, current day in, in game. Um, and so we're, we're progressing through, uh, and we see this hologram of, uh, Felwinter holding a shotgun, fighting off frames, some, some combat frames. And Anna Bray is translating for Rasputin saying, uh, he's telling a story. It's a time of great prosperity. And a tyrant king sent his son to live among the people and learn their ways. He did so for many years until a great calamity befell the kingdom. In the aftermath, the tyrant's son was changed. The tyrant's son turned away from his father and became a warrior. The tyrant chased his son across fields and mountains and oceans. And eventually he said, If I cannot have my son back, then no one shall. And in the end, the tyrant used his son's love of the people against him. He promised him a miraculous technology that would rebuild the kingdom. And when his son came to claim it, he unleashed a plague upon him, and his son was destroyed. And the tyrant looked upon his tyranny and wept. Oh. And at the end so of this sad. <laughs> the end of this quest, you are uh given Felwinter's lie, the shotgun, uh, which is lying in a uh kind of a, a tomb, uh, a tomb that's, memorial. That's I took it, yeah. To Felwinter. Um, and it's not Felwinter's body because Felwinter's body is still in the Siva production plant. Yep. Uh, from Rise of Iron. But it's a, a hologram of what Felwinter once looked like, and the shotgun is in there, and that's where you, you acquire it, uh, originally at least. But yeah, that, that story told from the, the tyrant's point of view, from, from Rasputin, uh, who is. Uh, I'm trying to think of what I, I've always just known that he's the tyrant. Is there a specific entry or something that, that calls him the tyrant or uh, he was referred or is it just to kind of like constantly referred to. Yeah. He was just constantly referred to as the tyrant. Um, I think originally by other AI started. Referring oh to yeah, him yeah, as yeah, that. yeah. 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 Um, um, oh God. What's the spire AI? Uh, Malahayati. Or no, 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 the the Spire AI is um, oh crap, yes, uh, that lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 she even refers to him as the as the tyrant. Yeah, like so. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's like other AIs are referring to him as the tyrant, and so that name just kind of sticks. But he even he even sees himself. It's interesting because, like, through that telling, he sees himself as the tyrant too. Like, he sees himself as like the mm-hmm. I want my thing back. I put my and he even called his son um, out into the world, and I want him back. And at some point in time, he makes the decision of, well, fuck it. If I can't have him back, nobody can have him back. 
and then develops this plan. Like, says lure creates the lure, the entry, of the lure. Hey, here's here's this nanite technology you've been looking for. Come get it. I'll give it to you freely. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, no, that's not how. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and then and then the the subsequent death at afterwards, like that that takes that we see in the in the rise of iron uh, entries. Uh, or the the cinematics through Rise of Iron, like yep. yeah, and uh, and that that is where Fellwinter's story ends, as well as the story of almost all of the Iron Lords. Yep, they uh, go forth to this site six, the Siva replication site. Uh, they you know they take the bait that Rasputin gave them, and when they get there, uh, Rasputin unleashes siva against them as a weapon having given it the uh, command to consume enhance and replicate that was that was it he took he he got he so siva's and this is like the main like the i always say like the main original replication chamber for siva um that rasputin has taken control of and he just gives it that three-word command Yep. And that's it. Like that's that's the end of that's the end of the line for and he did all of that just to lure one person, just Fellwinter. The whole reason that all of the Iron Lords are dead is because of Fellwinter. And 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 I don't want to say because of Fellwinter, but it, like I don't know, if Fellwinter hadn't had been around, like would the Iron Lords still have been around? Like it's it's Probably because because Fellwinter was so in because Fellwinter was who he was like because he's part Rasputin like because Rasputin wanted his son back like he he did all of that just to get Fellwinter back and be like well if I can't have him back nobody can have him back and then to just well here's all the Iron Lords like and I don't know and the only the only what two to escape yep. are Saladin and Ephrodite yep so. Every Iron Lord is dead. The only two Iron Lords that even exist today are Ephrodite and Saladin. And yeah, it was it was brutal in in that in that site in that bunker in the down down there at site six. Like it, the the cutscenes of of I remember I remembering uh, Saladin and his and his iron axe and and fire like trying to consume as much siva nanites and they're just constantly under attack under attack under, and then it's like taking control of of the iron lords and turning them against each other like I, nanite technology is terrifying i every time that sci-fi has shown off nanite technology i'm like no no i don't want any part of that i'm good yeah i'll just i'll build this shit the old-fashioned way i'm good um so yeah it's it's that whole scene, and then like at the very end of that scene, um, I can't remember who has the 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 detonator in her hand. I don't know that it's it's named or or is it? Uh, Yolder, Yolder. Lady Yolder is the one that. So she she does it. Yeah, yeah. She's standing there like Saladin's kind of on the outside of the bunker like door, kind of like looking back in, and he's like you can tell he's exhausted, and everyone there is exhausted. And she's standing there, and she sees him, and she hits the emergency close button on the bunker door, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And starts running towards her. And as he's running towards her, she pulls she pulls to her chest a, a detonator, and and 
clicks the button as Siva is like taking over her body and seals the bunker, seals site six behind her. So sealing presumably all of Siva, all of all of uh um the Iron Lord well what's what's left of the Iron Lords. I just fuck. I don't because I I remembered even during the the campaign where like um where you're fighting through there's like reanimated bodies of Iron Lords in there. It's yeah. so it's like it's creepy in there. Like that was like one of Destiny's I think first true like creepy factors of like we want to bring some horror into this game because it's like all the lights are out and it's just this big thing holding an axe coming after you and you're just like what the fuck is this? It's it was yeah. Um, but yeah, she sets it off and seals the bunker behind her, uh, or seals seals herself in the bunker uh, with with everything in there, and then Saladin's left with nothing. Like that's that's it. That's the end of the Iron Lords. Like mm-hmm. such an abrupt end to every Iron Lord. Like every single Iron Lord except for him and Effort Eater. And it's it's kind of mind blowing because um, like 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 what we were saying as far as the timeline. Like we're kind of like really lucky. Like this is really close to the City Age because like if if this had been earlier, like who knows, maybe the warlords would have, would have ran free and ran rampant. And right. I don't know, like, like there's so many little events here that kind of like connect to each other through all of it to bring, to come to this final conclusion of now, now it's, now it's just Saladin. And, and now granted during the rise of iron campaign, he knights you as a, as a iron wolf, um, uh, and and you get uh, God, I wish I could remember the name of the sword. But you get you get an Iron Lord sword. Um, yeah, I want to say it's like Wolves Howl or something like that. I think so, or Lone Wolf or something like that. I don't I don't remember. Yeah. Maybe Wolves Howl sounds sounds more right, or Wolves Cry or something like that. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the yeah that's that's it. That's the end of Fellwinter. That's the end of the Iron Lords at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of Fellwinter. This is the end of the Iron Lords. Um, that is the end of Siva for a good long while. I say, as far as as we're going to cover in this series, this this is essentially the end of Siva. The the fallen do get access to it um, for a little bit during the Rise of Iron uh, expansion campaign, but um, we discuss all of that in our fallen history series because it's it's more specific to the fallen at that yep. point than it is to uh, like the Bray tech technology that, yep. that Siva is. So. so if you want to know more about what happened there, go check out our Fallen series. Yeah, self-plug. Yeah! <laughs> uh, so yeah, well, um, I guess that's it for Fellwinter then. I guess that's the end of, uh, that's the end of that reading. It is. That, that is going to bring us to a close. So t- to, to me, that's kind of like the end of, the end of Rasputin, right? Like that's, yeah, I, I, I say the end of Rasputin, like like as far as like the history of the Brays are concerned, because because again, Fellwinter is as much Rasputin as as yeah. Rasputin is, you know, <laughs> like it's he's not an EXO, he's not a war mind, but he's something of both, something in between. Yeah. Now clearly, we had more interactions with Rasputin and and yep. Fellwinter. I Fellwinter's memories, I guess I should say, um, in Season of the Seraph, but. That that's not not that's not exactly history at this point. That's like yesterday, modern <laughs> and, history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know that we're going to do a retelling of that here. Um, no. We did do a season of the Seraph uh, episode that we went over a decent amount of those details. Uh, 
So you can find some of that info elsewhere if you missed out on it. As well as our Spire of the Watcher. Uh, as well as episode. Spire of the Watcher, yeah. We did a good one um, on that. But yeah, as far as the the pre-game history goes, uh, this is the the end of Rasputin and Siva and the Iron Lords. Oh, sweet. Uh, alrighty then. Um, shout outs? Yeah, so we have two shout outs tonight. Uh, both of them are coming to us from Twitter. Uh, the first is coming to us from Dova Stars. I believe that's how that's going to be pronounced. Uh, who says, I just finished up your Elixney series and I just have... I just have so much emotion from everything. Knowing what they have gone through really sheds a new light on them in game. Thank you so much for your wonderful storytelling, the laughs, the tears. You guys are amazing. That thank you. The Elixney have a fucking past. Like it's Yeah. I I have a hard time killing Elixney now. I'm not even gonna lie. Like it's out of all the enemies we face in the game, like I'll shoot I'll shoot Red Legion. I'll shoot uh, what little Red Legion is left. Uh, I'll I'll shoot down Shadow Legion all day long. Like Vex, yeah, bring them at me. Elixir are like the one where I'm like, I think that we're gonna start losing these as an enemy in the game. Like I think they're gonna start being phased out a lot. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if whenever a Destiny three or the equivalent of happens, if we hopefully see some more enemy races come into play and maybe we lose at least the the elixir as one um i I think that's i think that's going to be a thing like thinking of like this idea of the council like i think we're going to lose and again this is all pure speculation this is just kind of me thinking out loud i i think that whatever happens after final shape we are going to lose uh the elixir as an enemy we're going to lose the cabal as an enemy I think we're even going to lose the hive as an enemy. Um, maybe just I, full reset on enemy races. I, I do think so. Like maybe not. And the Vex is like that half and half, right? Like I want to see more like what's going to play out with Ashamir. I want to see that fleshed yeah. out a little bit more. Like that whole thing there with the secret mission and, 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 and Asher. I, I, I know you and I have talked about this outside of our episodes, I think there is going to be a soul mirtorium, uh, like there is a soul divisive and a soul praetorian. Yeah, but I, a, a soul mirror or something. I don't know what to call it. Like, I I think he's in there, and I think he's he's rapidly becoming more and more vex, but vex with mere influence in it. So I I want to see a harpy come up and call me assistant and <laughs> and and laugh at me. Like I I want that to happen. Like that'd be so awesome. Oh. Absolutely. But uh but yeah, thank you to Dova Stars. Absolutely. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the Elixney stuff. We uh we had a lot of fun doing it and yeah, maybe you're as conflicted as we are now about it, yeah. Everyone's gonna go <laughs> into strikes and stuff and be them. like, I'm not like everyone's just gonna look at each other and just shake their shake their gun left and right and be like, nah, <laughs> nah, you shoot them. Uh so second shout out for tonight. Um, comes to us from Kyle Frank, also on Twitter. We're uh, creating passive guardians. <laughs> I, feel so, I don't know how to feel about that, man. Ephrodite would be proud. Yes, uh, this is true. This is true. Yeah, didn't didn't cover this, but she currently is in a pacifist colony, um, as far as we're aware. So, yeah. Uh, 
But so uh, Kyle says, I know we joke about Osiris and Ikora being banned from the Crucible because of hacks. I'm but telling are we, you, man. Are we really going to ignore when Cade went from Blade Barrage to Golden Gun in the Baron right. cutscene? All right. Uh, <laughs> Hold. Love the show. Keep up the great work. I, oh, okay. Um, I I got nothing. I got fucking nothing. <laughs> I, he gets a pass because he's dead. I don't know. I well, we can wrong. add. We can add Shax to this list too now. Apparently. Oh shit! Because he was just like, I'm just gonna bubble and and hammer right in the middle of it. Like, yep. <laughs> apparently, we are the weakest of all guardians. Like. We're god killers, but we can't cast two supers at once, so <laughs> F us, right? Like that's every other every other light bearer can do it. Why can't you? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. all right. Yes. Cade has yeah. also Yeah, in that cutscene, he literally pops golden gun in the air. They shoot his golden gun out of his hand, and he's like, motherfucker. And then like 30 scourge pile on him, and he's like, to hell with this, and just blade barrages them all off of him instantly after like so yeah he has definitely done the same as ikora and apparently every other light bearer (laughs) that has a name in game maybe that's just a warlord thing maybe you think cade would have been a warlord i mean i don't cade is around for a while i think Cade's been around for a hot second. I don't know that he was a warlord, but I think he was around during the Dark Ages. Definitely learned some tricks. Oh, yeah. But, say, yeah, we can can add Shax to the list of banned guardians. Yep. Uh, But, yeah, say, uh, thank you for um, kind words about the show. Uh, Hopefully you're enjoying this episode as much as you were the, the last ones. Absolutely. Uh well shoot I didn't I didn't create anyone this episode I don't know what to do I don't know who to thank <laughs> you could thank an in-game character ooh ooh um let's see here maybe Shax maybe I thank Shax I don't know I feel I feel weird about Shax <laughs> I I like I like his idea of throw more grenades or you should be using more weatherproofing. Should be using weatherproofing while I'm saying this. <laughs> yeah. I I'll I'll give Shax a thanks. Thank there you, Lord Shax, for neither being a warlord, nor a iron lord, nor both, nor neither. Fuck, I don't know what you are, Shax. But throw more grenades. <laughs> and bring mayhem well, more go. often. I like yes. mayhem. More mayhem. Uh Myth, you got any do our do our self our little self deal. Oh yeah, yeah. So I uh, say, if uh, you know, if you liked what you heard, feel free to give us a rating on whatever your platform of choice is. If you feel strongly enough and you want to leave a text review, uh, or reach out to us on Twitter at Myths and Stories with a Z instead of an S. How um, is Twitter still going? Uh, your guess is as what good as mine. What in the fuck is this? What is operating <laughs> this thing? I don't know, but you can still get a hold of us there for as long as it is. And so uh, you may hear yourself on one of the uh, future shout outs. All right. Uh, well, uh, I guess that's it then. Uh, anything else, Miss? That's it. All righty. Well, then from all of us Lord Daddies to all of you Guardians out there, we'll see you next time.